1: Couples podcast where we learn all things relationships and we stay as conscious as possible in our relationships. Today, we have an episode for you, episode number 77. Do you and your partner have different beliefs about love? Okay. So before we jump into this episode, we want to give a huge shout out to Next Level Podcast Solutions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for producing this show and I believe 43 others. And as always, my love, what is your intention for today's episode?
0: My intention is for our listeners to understand if they have different core beliefs when it comes to love and how love should be. Because in highlighting the differences, um, you know, a lot of people think that differences are a bad thing. I think that that can be the starting point for all of our listeners to actually help, you know, connect in a way that they've never connected before. So my intention is to help to highlight the differences in their core beliefs around love. All right. So what's the best way we could describe the power of a
1: belief about love?
2: Hmm.
0: I like the magnet analogy or the glasses. Go ahead. So the magnet, which one do you want to do? Magnet or glasses? Probably glasses. Glasses. All right. So I want everyone to imagine that you are putting on your sunglasses. Everything that you see through that lens, you are seeing through that color, and you're believing about the world. So, if you put on sunglasses and you have it glued to your head, you're going to think that the world you go throughout your entire day thinking that the world is a little bit darker than it actually is. If you were to take off those lenses, you'd be hit with the light. When it comes to core beliefs around love, your glasses, your metaphorical glasses in this idea or this metaphor, if you will, is whatever was inherited growing up. So, typically, when it comes to our core beliefs around love, we adopt the core belief, for example, love should be easy. If you heard that growing up, that's the lenses that your family likely placed on you when you were really little. So you see the world through that lens. That love should be easy. So Emilia and I
1: were hiking one time and it was at dusk and I had sunglasses on because it was kind of like before sunset. The sun was out. Long hike. mm mm-hmm. And then I remember we got to the car, you might remember this, and I was like, oh my God, I had these on the whole time. I thought it was so dark out. It's actually still pretty light out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like that. So when you take them off and you realize, when you said, I like the analogy of you see the light. Yeah. When you take off the glasses, you can see things from a different frame. So what I have written down here is, is love supposed to be easy or is love supposed to be hard? That's a big one to start with if you believe that life uh life or love in this case love is supposed to be easy every time you face a challenge with your partner does that mean you're not meant for each other mm. does that mean what does that mean and if you believe that love is supposed to be hard and your relationship is really hard what if you're you aren't really meant for each other but you think relationships are supposed to be hard so you stay way too long mm. that was the camp that i was in camp that I was in, in terms of these two beliefs, and obviously it's a spectrum, everything in between, but these two extremes, some people believe love is supposed to be easy. It's supposed to just work. If mm-hmm. it's the right person, it just works. That comes with pros and cons, a lot of cons. And then the other one is relationships are hard. Relationships are supposed to be hard. I was in that camp. And so I had some really challenging relationships in the past and I stayed probably longer than I would have had I believed relationships are supposed to be easy. Mm-hmm. And to go back to what Emilia said, is what did you grow up around? Where did you get your beliefs about love? Do you believe that relationships are supposed to be easy? Do you believe relationships are supposed to be hard? Do you believe love is supposed to come easy? Mm. Do you believe love is a battlefield? Remember the song, Love is Like a Battlefield? Battlefield. battlefield. It's like love is a battlefield. Yeah. That's a very different belief about love. And then you've heard, mm. I, I've heard uh, people in married relationships say, Oh, the old ball and chain.
0: Right,
1: And it's like, okay, see that metaphor? It it reveals a belief about love. You believe marriage chains you down Mm -hmm. versus my relationship ignites me. My relationship helps me fly. Mm -hmm. My relationship supports my goals and dreams. Those are my beliefs about our
0: relationship. That is
1: not always how I felt in the past with other partners. You know,
0: what came up like, I just thought of this. So the, the magnet, the reason why I love the magnet analogy is because when it comes to a core belief, so like I hold the core belief that love is hard. Love is hard. It It can feel easy at moments, but to cultivate that it is, it is difficult, you know, and I kind of come from a scientific belief system, if you will. But I grew up having a belief kind of forced down my throat around like it should just all work out. It should just, you know, kind of fate will bring you guys together and love should be easy. So what, what did I end up doing? I magnetized all of the people, places, things, and ideas around that belief system. And I ended up in a lot of really challenging relationships where I was, I was magnetizing in all the evidence that tried to validate that belief, like the magnet, it sucks in All the information that tries to validate that belief system and rejects everything that actually challenges it. So, like for example, when you and I got in a relationship, I had switched over from the belief that love should be easy. Over actually, it was before you and I got together, but over to the love should be hard. Um, Not should be hard, but love is challenging. And in that belief system, I had a pinch me moment, and I do pretty much every single day because that belief it magnetizes you know, all of the evidence that supports how challenging love really is. So and and what ends up happening is when you and I have navigated our relationship, it kind of it, it's like a pinch me moment because this is so good and it is so amazing. Our relationship is so amazing. It's like if everything's good, like what are we not doing? Like what's going to come and hit us, you know, by default. And I think that a lot of relationships don't end up holding or subscribing to that belief system that love is hard love is challenging and it can be incredible when you put in the work and and doing that magnetizes in certain evidence to to uphold that belief so for example by me subscribing to that belief system you and i do check-ins you and i have difficult conversations you and i put in the work right this the core belief trickles into your behaviors so we put in the work every single day to cultivate that love that creates more space for meaningful emotional support, right? Emotional availability. And because of that, that feeds the belief that, yes, love can be hard, but is it worth all of the effort that you put in? Whereas if I continue to subscribe to so that love should be easy, then I might kind of fall victim and fall prey to, you know, because we're having a difficult moment, then we're not meant to be together. Yeah. You know,
1: I find people on two those two ends. Either they think it's all supposed to be super smooth sailing Mm -hmm. and therefore anytime there's a challenge, well, I guess, I guess this isn't going to work out. Or the other end, which is no matter how hard it gets, we're staying together. Yeah. And honestly, both of those extremes are not necessarily good. The only, and I I can't pretend that I've navigated and contemplated my beliefs around love my entire life. This is fairly new stuff for me, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you that it was three years ago. When Tori Leto stepped on that stage at Top Notch Live, Tori Leto's a speaker and a friend of mine, and she said, the purpose of an intimate relationship is growth. I will never, ever, ever forget that moment because that was the first time that I had really thought about that. Mm -hmm. That was the first time that I had really been like, that's way more empowering than anything I was believing. Well, that was her belief. That was her belief. Which was great because it started to shake your belief up. Yeah. And... I, from that moment to now, I think a lot. I talk about things like this a lot. I contemplate a lot. Hmm. I have yet to find a more empowering belief than the purpose of an intimate relationship is growth. Think about this for a second. If I hold that belief that the purpose of our intimate relationship is growth, mine actually is growth and contribution. I believe the purpose of you and I's relationship is to grow and contribute at a greater level. That's what we're doing right now. If Emilia and I have a challenging moment after this podcast episode and she disagrees with something I said or I disagree with something she said and we have an uncomfortable conversation, what's the purpose of that uncomfortable conversation? Growth and contribution. Why? We grow more, we learn more, we become more, and then we have more to give. Hmm. A lot of people think relationships are about fun. I had a relationship back in college that was built on fun. We partied with her friends. She partied with my friends. Our friends all partied together. A lot of my friends got with her friends. It was all built on this belief that we're supposed to have fun. No wonder why when we became grown adults and we started to grow, of course, when I say we, I, I basically went pretty heavy into growth after my car accident at 26, which I've talked about. mm mm-hmm. And after that, we started to grow apart because I was reading books, I was working out every single day, I was at the beginning of my new dreams, and she had already achieved all of her dreams. And so, of course, we're going to grow apart. She was still actually partying. She had friends over, and they all parted, and I didn't. I didn't participate. Of course, that's not going to work. So, if you think life is supposed to be easy, love is supposed to be easy, you're in trouble because the moment it gets hard, you're going to dip. Mm-hmm. If you think life is supposed to be hard. Love is supposed to be hard. You're probably going to end up with the wrong person because you're going to try to make something work that shouldn't. Mm -mm. But if you believe love is about growth and contribution, every challenge becomes an opportunity. Every challenge becomes an opportunity to learn and become more and give more and love more. And that is the purpose of our relationship. And that's the purpose of this podcast. And love is a byproduct. Love can't be the goal. Mm. Love is a byproduct. Love is a byproduct of growth, contribution, fun, enjoyment, passions, mutual passions, quality time, love languages. Love is a byproduct. Hmm. I don't think people really realize that. Love is something that you feel as a byproduct of doing something meaningful with someone you care about.
2: What's going on? This is Brandon and Hannah. We wanted to give a Shout out to Alan and Amelia and their relationship talks. And going into relationship talks, I was under the impression that, you know, my relationship didn't have any conflict or didn't have any problems. You know, it actually was that way, but I knew I wanted a relationship that resembled Alan and Amelia. And that's a relationship that is just next level and different from other relationships. So. Seeking out their help has really brought me and Hannah together and it's just been really, really incredible and I can't thank them enough.
1: Yeah, um, Alan and Amelia have both helped us in recognizing and acknowledging each other's
0: um, really important core values and giving us insight and guidance on how to align those together so that we know we're growing together and never apart. Uh, The goal is always to kind of be in everything together as a team.
2: Alan and Amelia, we love you, and thank you so much for everything you do Thank you
0: Well, that's where the science of love is so i believe so misunderrepresented mis like there's so much not being talked about of how love is actually created yeah the, uh, so this this um topic that we're talking about it really came out of the relationship talks event that we did this Mm -hmm. this last month and what was it called again um how to not fall out of love with your life partner
1: yep so a lot of people are you know living with each other but they're kind of like roommates they they love each other but they're not in love yeah this this was how do you make sure that the infatuation stage the honeymoon phase becomes a honeymoon life yeah and that's pretty much
0: every single day like how do you cultivate that in every single day and some of the stuff that we got into in that free live virtual event was some of the science underneath love and on one of the slides I had had a lab and you had made a comment of how like of course Amelia would do that because yeah. Amelia is a scientist by default and you know love is something that people I think people don't like that idea that there's a science underneath love and there's so many ways in which you can have you know whether you look at it as like a love potion right there's certain um stuff within it that cultivates that potion, the byproduct that we ultimately feel and are quote unquote in Mm -hmm. the love potion. Or, you know, if we look at it like a recipe, you want to create like the best batch of muffins ever. There's there's a science, there's a methodology, there's a process within it. And I think when it comes to love, because love, what I said in the event, there's so much when we examine our belief system around love, we inherently the kind of double edged sword of that, that a lot of people struggle with. Especially in relationships, when we examine our core beliefs around love, we can't help but have the flip side of that. Examine what does that mean about us? Are we lovable? Which is one of the biggest core beliefs in terms of our self concept. That is a very scary area. So, if we start to examine our core beliefs about love and that there's a methodology, that there's a science behind it, and it's not just this divine fate thing that brings us together then I believe the ownership starts to shift inwardly around what are we doing to either cultivate that love potion or the kind of toxic potion that isn't really resulting in what we ultimately want.
1: Emilia and I, and I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I already know this to be true. Emilia and I have hold and have the belief that if we want our relationship to work, we will make it work. Yep we We are in control of our own destiny. We are in control of our own now, do I think we're very naturally compatible? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do I think we have the same growth and contribution paradigm? Definitely. Do I think that we both are scientists with everything we do? And that makes this way easier because I've been <laughs> with the alternative. Sure. Yes. But I also want everyone to understand that we take responsibility and ownership for the success of our relationship. Right. I actually take 100% of the ownership and she ironically also takes 100% of the ownership. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think what people don't realize about love is that, It is within your control.
0: That's what I'm saying. I
1: know. And and people think science is like this big, crazy term. All it is, is there are steps and principles and things that you can follow. Just like you go to school to be an engineer, you can go to school and learn about love to cultivate more love. I went to computer engineering so I can build a computer. If you want to build love, you can go to school a.k.a. listen to the Conscious Couples podcast. <laughs> and come to our relationship talks And come talks to our event. relationship talks That's events. the
0: thing. There was no school around this stuff. So that's what we're so trying alarming. to do in the world. We're Wildly alarming. Them. Yeah. But for all of you listeners to, to what Alan's saying is like, let this be that guidance that you never had. Mm-hmm. We,
1: I, I joke about this, but I'm serious. It took me 30 years to figure this out. I didn't meet Emilia until I was 29 and a half. Mm-hmm. I was almost 30 years old. I think I was like three months from my 30th birthday. So it took me 30 years to finally figure out how to succeed in an intimate relationship. And I'm not done. I'm still figuring it out. But I was basically failing forward, making mistakes, learning along the way for 30 years.
0: Same.
1: Yeah. And and we we're not saying you're not going to make mistakes. We're not saying you're not going to fail forward too. You will. But maybe... Maybe, just maybe, you can learn more about love not through trial and error mm-hmm. uh, than I did. Because most of mine was trial and error until after 26. And then I had four solid years of studying this stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I met Emilia, and she had been studying this stuff since probably 13 or so younger, um, younger yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. So, which is very beneficial for our relationship. I say this all the time our relationship is successful because of what you and I bring into it. And more importantly, you're bringing a lot more than I am when it comes to this stuff, seriously. And, but I also take, you know, I take responsibility for the man I've become too. Last thing and then we'll go. I have a business partner. His name's Kevin. He has a wife named Taryn. Taryn's dream, her whole life, was to have the most amazing marriage. Mm -hmm. And I told Kevin, that's very beneficial for you because she's studying intimate relationships all the time. She brought John Gottman's work to me even before you and I met, sweetheart. There has to be a goal of having a magnificent relationship. And then you're going to go into the belief systems underneath. Oh, my belief systems need to shift in order to have a magnificent relationship. If your GPS has the wrong data and the wrong software and it keeps on recalculating and you don't have connection to the internet, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the love that you really want. And so that's what conscious couples is supposed to be is, is a guidance system that helps you and your partner cultivate the life of your dreams and the love of your dreams. And so that's what today was. And uh, that's all I've got.
0: Definitely. So if this is something that you find yourself struggling in, maybe this podcast has helped you illuminate to the intention that we stated earlier, the areas of your relationship where those core beliefs actually might be kind of hitting heads. That's one of my favorite things that we do. Can you give us one example of Core beliefs that might butt heads. Right. So a core belief might butt head where, for example, we talked about love should be easy. That's a core belief versus love should be hard. Love is hard
1: in the acceptance of that. Imagine if one partner has love is hard in their unconscious, Mm -hmm. by the way, it's like a record playing in the background in their unconscious mind, and the other partner has love should be easy. That's going to be, uh, what's your opinion? Do you believe that that can work or are they going to constantly clash?
0: my professional opinion is that it will constantly clash and ultimately they will grow apart or they will have to settle. um settle for a relationship that isn't fully of their dreams and then what they end up doing is coping in a non-productive way and have sneaky outlets to pretty much um succumb to the story that's in their head that this is a great relationship you know we've all seen that couple that is super happy quote unquote on social media but then you pull behind the scenes and they're like miserable. They don't even want to touch each other. They don't even want to connect. You know, there's someone that I'm coaching right now that has gone through this experience where the person that they were dating had this idea, this belief around love that love should be easy and everything, you know, when when this person that I was coaching, they have the belief that no, like love is actually really hard. And they take ownership in that. They take acceptance around that. And so they actually did butt head. And ultimately that's not going to end up working out unless the person that is around this belief system, love should be easy. They actually do kind of ratchet in their belief system to accept the reality that actually is based in science, mm-hmm. you know, because that that just ends up And when you say based in science, it's based in evidence and
1: data and studies. Yes. Right? So yes. <laughs> it, this is the thing. If you think love is supposed to be easy, where is your evidence to that? Yeah. Is there, I mean, other than social media, right? And that, that's what science is, is, Let's dig deep and find out what the real truth is. Yeah, and by truth, I mean repeatable evidence, data-driven decision making. So, anyways, I'm not. I'm gonna get off (laughs) my (laughs) science. But that's the
0: thing. (laughs) What I love about some of the work that you and I do, babe, and what we're gonna we're gonna have a um, link in the show notes for all of the listeners that are listening to this episode, a free live one-on-one with Alan and I. And one of the things that we do with our listeners every single Saturday, we call it service Saturday, is we hop on with a listener and we essentially look at what their goals are. Let's say they want to have an amazing relationship. Mm -hmm. We examine what the belief systems are that are right there and that are preventing anyone from actually being able to achieve that. So if you are someone that is finding yourself by this episode that you're realizing, you know, we might have a, a different belief around love. And I'm finding myself Kind of having that get in the way, we're butting heads. Alan and I make sure that we allocate at least thirty minutes on our calendar every single Saturday. For you, the listener, it's free, it's private, and if you guys are struggling, let's work through this. This is where we can start to shift the narrative around the belief so that it's not holding your ability to have that amazing relationship back. So that link, like I said, is going to be in the show notes. We would love to meet you. Um, and yeah, that's all I got, sweetheart. You might be too young.
1: Uh, Emilia is a little bit younger than me. She, I think, you're twenty eight, right? Okay, so I think you're seven 84 years. 84 in the heart, though. Yeah, 84, 84 <laughs> in the heart. Uh, 84 years. Do you remember the Garmin GPSs? I do. You do? Okay. Do. So those Garmin GPSs, oh, they were brutal. <laughs> they were brutal because Garmin, for whatever reason, decided that they wanted to use their own data. Yeah. And it's like, listen, Google has better day than you. They're going to crush you as soon as the Android came out with the Apple Maps, yeah. uh, Google Maps. They did. Mm-hmm. There's Apple Maps, there's Google Maps, there's Waze. All three of those services are magnificent. If you've ever used Garmin, it's kind of like that. Imagine you plug in a destination and you never goddamn get there.
0: Because you only have Because data. you
1: only have your data that's not based in reality. It's like, that's a mountain, not a river. <laughs> and I just drove into a river because of that. That's what it can feel like when you have the wrong belief systems around love. Yeah. And so it took me 30 years to figure that out. Seriously, I hope it takes you less than that. Seriously. And uh, we will help you with that. We'll help you dial in your GPS. Yeah. We'll help you get the right data. Okay. Also, speaking of getting the right data, the right belief systems, the right stuff about love. The is right raising her eyebrows to me right now. I love <laughs> it. How to work through uncomfortable truths with your partner. So if you think relationships are supposed to be easy... Don't come to this event. I'm, I'm kidding. Still come. No, but at the end of the day, we all have these truths inside of us that our intuition says and our intuition's knocking on the door saying, I don't know. We mm-hmm. have fears. Hey, I'm a little scared of this. Hey, I'm a little scared of that. I'm afraid to admit that to myself. I'm afraid to bring that up to Emilia. What does that mean? What does that mean about me? What does that mean about Emilia? What does that mean about our relationship? What does that mean about our future? Mm-hmm. Uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty. Ra. Yeah. Right? How do you sit in the discomfort and have a conversation about your fears, about the things that are really going on, and how do you trust that you and your partner can get through that? Shake the snow globe, whatever lands is going to be more of the truth, and then move forward as a team. Mm -hmm. Because you can brush things under the rug, we've all done it, we've all let the dishes pile up in the dishwasher, Mm -hmm. I mean in the sink, and then eventually it's like shit. I seriously have got to do this uncomfortable thing and put all these dishes in the dishwasher and I don't want to do it. <laughs> and then eventually you do it and you're like, oh my God, this clean kitchen is so amazing. This is the best until next weekend. <laughs> Kidding. Here's my point. Do the dishes. <laughs> Come with us. Learn how to do the dishes. Learn how to have uncomfortable conversations with your partner. It will change your life. I do not have the date available <laughs> to me. Do you know the date? Love? We
0: do know that it is the third thursday, thursday of at August, 6 p.m yep. eastern standard time
1: of august the link will be in the show notes when you click the link the time will be there uh it will be the third thursday of every month in this case the third thursday of august 6 p.m eastern standard time we hope to see you there
0: we can't wait to see you
1: as always sweetheart it's, it's not about you mm-hmm. or me it's about the, the we. we we'll talk to you next time
0: bye everyone Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia and Alan is a Lazarus 88.
1: Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link
0: in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.